Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Get a sponsorship ad gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 plus highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across ACAST's other hit podcast. The Noise Next Door will even get creative and make your ad for you. Contact us through this app or via producerpool.co.uk and we'll tell you more. Today on Fantasy 5, it's Croatia versus Belgium. For our Euro specials, The Noise Next Door will create European-themed five-a-side fantasy football teams against a stand-up comedy guest who will be representing their actual country. Both sides will be using characters from fiction, history and real life as long as they hail from the appropriate nation. We'll also see what happens when these teams battle it out on the pitch. National pride is on the line. I am Sam, and this is Robin the Pundit. Hello, mate. It's Rob- Robin the Pundit. Here I am. Um, <laughs> we're going to be we're going to be providing some uh, some really good criticism and insight into your light into the managers' lineups. You know, really picking apart the teams they've chosen. And later on, we're going to be in charge of the commentary for today's match. Today, our managers are Alex Petrovic and Thomas Livingston from the Noise Next Door. First up. It's Alex. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Very well. Welcome to the podcast. You've got Croatia today. We need to ask, we do like to ask our guests this. How Croatian are you? It's a very important (laughs) question. Well, the surname is Petrovic, so that's uh, that's a good start. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's my, on my dad's side, it's my, my grandmother was Croatian. So most of my dad's side, the family are Croatian. Uh, hailing from the island of Brach, opposite split. So a good uh, good chunk of the family is Croatian. That is so much less tenuous than we normally have. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, so you could legit represent Croatia? Yes, yeah, 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 but not Croatian enough to get a Croatian, to get a, a Croatian passport. So that's, that's pretty good. Tom, how, how, how Belgian are you? Well, Sam, let me tell you, I have been to Belgium several times <laughs> um, with work. So I'm as Belgian as you are, and I think maybe three trips more Belgian than Robin is. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm not very Belgian, but today I shall be the pride of Belgium. It's exciting times. We had a lovely a lovely day out in, in uh, Belgium, didn't we? We went to Ghent. Do you remember that? We yeah. had like a little oh, yeah. little date day, all four of us, all of the noise next door. We took some pictures by a river. You can find that on our social media if you want to see <laughs> just how happy we look in Ghent. <laughs> That's what I'm doing next. Uh, a quick spoiler warning, as ever. Uh, while we will focus mainly on the footballing prowess of these phenomenal sporting nations, there may be historical spoilers mm. ahead. You've been you've been warned if you don't know the in-depth Croatian uh, history. Um, which is we're going to spoil recent- Belgium. We're going to spoil Belgium for you. That's what we're going to do. We're going to spoil it. If you like Belgium, prepare to hate it because we're going to spoil Belgium. Uh, also please head to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and follow and review Fantasy 5 with 5 stars uh, now without further ado let's hear those Fantasy 5s so Alex Team Croatia talk us through it so obviously uh, representing Croatia today but I think as a manager I think it's important to give your players belief so I've started with a little nickname for my team so my team's <laughs> nickname is Team Victory but obviously oh. <laughs> as we're Eastern European the Vic is pronounced Vich so it's Team Victory. yeah <laughs> nice nice a <laughs> little, little nice touch there uh, and I was led to believe that I'm at home today uh, so we've got a very formidable home pitch aka King's Landing aka <laughs> Dubrovnik yeah. <laughs> Specific bit of uh, King's Landing. Do you remember that? There's that bit where Prince Oberyn and the Mountain have their fight and they've mm. got the hostile crowd. It's specifically there. 
Okay, okay. Um, is the is like you know how obviously like approaching Wembley, there's often like a boulevard. Are you having sort of crucified humans either side of that boulevard all the way? <laughs> it's the Just walk like of in- shame. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. Well, the steps. Okay. The yeah. Steps yeah. It's the, it's, the yeah step, okay. it's the steps. The walk of shame. So, so King's Landing in Game of Thrones is literally filmed in, in Dubrovnik in Croatia. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Oh, that's way cooler than Belgium. <laughs> we're going to spoil Belgium. That's what we're here for. We're here for Croatia and not Belgium. <laughs> oh, I like the steps though. That's like um, that's like yeah. you know when you pick up the FA Cup at Wembley and you have to go up the steps, but you have to do all that before the game even begins. Love it. And you're all naked. It's unfortunate, but that is true. Unfortunately. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> See, what I want is the, the hostile crowd atmosphere and the ominous threat of a, a skull crushing. Hashtag spoiler. <laughs> uh, so I'll kick off with my uh, team. Um, so I'm going to be playing a, well, obviously a goalkeeper and then uh, a diamond formation today, a centre-back, two midfielders and an attacker. And I'm mm. going to start off with my most controversial pick. And that mm. is because they have already featured in your podcast. Um, <gasps> oh, but- but he has since declared for a new nation and changed position to his correct position. Oh, okay. uh, so straight up, in goal, Marco Polo. Oh, it's you. Okay. So uh, famously lived most of his life in Venice, and so people are led to believe that he was born in Venice. However, Croatians and myself believe that he was actually born on the island of Korčula, uh, to the extent where you can go visit his house there. We can um, all do that, Alex. We can all say that, that Marco Polo lives next door. Oh, I, I, believe, I believe he's from Swansea. So, so now he's Welsh, is he? I don't know about this. This feels oh, I believe the earth is flat. I believe that aliens live underneath the surface and will one day rise to take us home. Unbelievable. Everybody from Croatia believes it, so it must be true. Unbelievable start. An unbelievable start. You're right, it is controversial. I, but, but I start to mean, as I mean to go on, I mean, apparently his real name was Marco Polovic and Marco Polo was just his stage name. <laughs> so, this I, is I outrageous. <laughs> I've never heard this before. I, I mean, I have like it as a kind of, no, no, I like it as like a, a fantasy tale. Like, where, where are these rumours? Is this just a, a known Croatian thing? Yeah, like, it, it's, it's genuinely like a, a known Croatian thing. It's like, it's not even in question in Croatia. Uh, and I, it, was, it was only when I was researching this, I was like, where is it said on the internet that this is true? But you can find it if you add in Croatia and Korchula. But <laughs> w- w- <laughs> Wikipedia is wrong. Uh, but obviously Wikipedia is wrong about lots of things. Um, and let's be honest, like he's born in Croatia. He's technically more Croatian than I am. So where, where the, there's your controversy. <laughs> I, I just really love this. This like, no, he's Croatian. You can't fight it. <laughs> Like you can't argue it. If, if who are we? How do we know he could be from anywhere? No, it's Croatian. All right, okay, that could be true of everybody then. So your team can just be anybody from anywhere in the world, and you could just go, no, nah, Croatian. All right, okay. I, I mean, I've just done a quick Google. I was just interested, like where was Marco Polo born? I clicked on Britannica. You know, that's a reliable source, and it says born twelve fifty four. Venice question mark oh. it has that on Britannica.com okay that's so at enough. least there is you know there's there is a question here and there is precedent Although I would obviously on... love him to be disallowed yeah there is precedent on the podcast as well of just choosing whichever web page you like so I think we've got to allow we've got to allow that Alex has found this on a blog from someone from Havar guess, so yeah my source is Croatia.com yeah. <laughs> even I mean even if he was technically born you can see Croatia from Venice pretty much like so that's that. Does that kind of count? <laughs> and I, I think it was technically probably one of those things at the time of his. It could have been under Italian rule, like Roman yeah. Empire. Yeah. I think okay. it's one of those tech technicalities. So if if we're allowing him in the side on a technicality, what? Why is he in there? What's his? What's the, what's the reasoning for for popping him in? And this is why the position change to his correct position is important. Um, so he is an explorer, an important part of the goalkeeper's job is to be able to to visualise and see the whole of the pitch, the bigger picture, to pick out those passes, see the route that you want to go to. Big, mm. big part of that. And a slightly more tenuous one is his surname is Polo and water polo is famously played with your hands. <laughs> That's true. I would say if we're arguing about his, his surname though, his surname is Polo and Polos famously have a massive hole in the middle. So in terms of saving, a, I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, I guess his name's actually Polovich, apparently. <laughs> and Polovich is a famously mince with no hole. Yeah. 
<laughs> I like it. I like the exploration angle. That's a it's a good it's a good reason for him being moved to the goal. I think that's a fair shout. Um, so yeah, he, he is good with his hands and stuff. But and uh, I'm aware that I'm allowed an accessory per oh, player. Yeah. I'm going to be using utilizing this to its fullest effect. Now the six yard box is going to be a little swimming pool for the po- the polo <laughs> effect because. <laughs> Water polo is played in water, as is the popular game, Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and what you're thinking is, what happens when you switch ends? Even better, because the opposition keeper, who knows if he can swim? Who knows if the Belgian keeper can swim? <laughs> He's just going to be flailing about in there. Tom yeah. looks confident. <laughs> so have, you got, have you got pools at just at both ends? No, no, just but, one end. Oh, just one end. <laughs> one end. <laughs> so if you win the toss, are you deciding which end you're going to? And are you yeah. always choosing? So you're always choosing the, the pool in the first half? Yes, correct. Yes. Okay, all right, all right. So that is my uh, that is my goalkeeper. Have we uh, have we got through the controversy? I, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because this is frankly, unbelievable. We could, we could be here all day, but um, but, <laughs> but I would say Tom that this basically gives you carte blanche to choose whoever you fucking like because I started by just choosing somebody Italian. So go for it, mate. If you want David Beckham, Tom, you can have him. Famous Belgian David Beckham. Yeah, as long as you just put a, a Belgian suffix at the end. So just yeah. like, David Beckham. <laughs> Fine. With yeah, Markovic like Polovic, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. so that's your goalkeeper. Who else you got? Okay, so oh, you thought that one was controversial. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a few cliches in football for defenders. They say you want to be solid at the back and a rock in defence. And what's stronger than rock? Marble. So specifically, the marble from the island of Bratch. So in front of this little swimming pool, we have built a marble wall, the height of the goal. And you're thinking, why is this marble so famous? It's been built, it's been used on palaces and parliaments all throughout Europe. But its most famous use is it is the marble that the White House is built out of. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's very, very famous. And obviously, it's not its not a big island either. It's literally just a chunk of the island carved out. We're like, <laughs> we've shipped that to America. Um, and you're thinking, like the swimming pool issue, what happens when you switch ends? Correct to be thinking of that. <laughs> However, it the wall is on tracks, so we just slide it to the <laughs> other end. Yeah, okay. Like a, like a train. Like, so like, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, literally yeah. on a train track. So it slides up to the other end and then locks in when you're... I did consider wheels, but like, there's the odd striker that like to roll a defender. And if it's on wheels, they're just going to roll it straight off yeah, the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Can't be having that. Can't be having that. So it's a giant marble... You know, it's not just some of the marble from Bratch. It's not like just the White House. It's just you have constructed from the marble a giant wall. Yeah, yeah, get past that. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, what are the dimensions of the wall? Oh, you know, big. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's, it's, I was going to say the height of the goal, but I'm, you know, people can get it over the, so it's it's a little bit higher than a goal, but not so high that the Marco Polo's like, because he's going to be down in the swimming pool behind. It's like a yeah, like not, not high enough to take the piss. Like your, your yeah, wall yeah, yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah. like a nine foot wall. That's not taking the piss. We'll allow it. Yeah. But if it was 10 feet, that would be ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, and I'm, I have respect for my opposition. <laughs> Do you worry about away games? Um, yeah, it's not the most transportable thing. We are very much one of those teams that play for the home game. and uh, <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, just like Dennis Burkamp just doesn't really like traveling to no, the away no. games. Fane's injury. It's like it's like that thing. There was a footballer called Ross McCormack who said he couldn't get to training one day because his gate was stuck. And then the manager went round to his house and literally hopped over the fence. It was like it was such a low fence. Uh, so yeah, that is that's my defender. I was told I was allowed inanimate objects. How much marble does it like? It feels like it's it's not like a field that you know reproduces crop. How much marble is in like? How much have we got left? Is there enough to produce this giant wall? Yes, I say with the the confidence of the Croatian Tourism Board. Uh, Yeah, lots of marble to go around. No marble straws, no no marbles. I'll get rid of half the island if I have to. (laughs) I'm getting my wall, build that wall. It's a very important reason for it. We don't don't need any more American governmental buildings. We need a a wall for a game of football against Belgium. I love it. All right, so that's that's your defender. And then you've got two midfielders. Yes, and I think with midfielders, it is important to have that dynamic in midfield. You want that 
tough, tackling, energetic midfielder, but then you've also got that classy, skillful uh, midfielder. So we're going to go for the tough, tackling, hardworking midfielder first. So you often hear in football, um, you need a midfield engine. You need a, this midfield needs an engine and this midfield has an engine. It's just that this engine is running off electric because it's Nikola Tesla. Mm, great, mm. great shout. So, uh, again, again, with a lot of these, like, see, he did live a lot of his life in Serbia, but he was born in Smiljan, Croatia. Uh, and much like me, he is a Serbian and Croatian. Um, I think with, with this particular role in midfield, you want someone that does a lot of, you've always got those midfielders, they don't take the glory. They do a lot of the hard work and the legwork and do all the things that don't necessarily get credit for it. And that is very much like Nikola Tesla's relationship with uh, Thomas Edison. So obviously a lot of Thomas Edison's ideas, they say, came from Nikola Tesla's work. And Nikola Tesla was employed by Thomas Edison. And Nikola Tesla at the time was just happy to coming up with these great ideas and Thomas Edison just took all the credit. So you want this midfielder that just kind of is doing all the all the legwork and is just getting none of the credit, but is very important to what you're doing. And also he does have a he does he knows when to kick off when 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 needed. He did eventually uh quit Thomas Edison's company and went off to uh form his own company and ultimately in the battle, who won? AC current or DC current? I think you'll find we're using AC current. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I for one, I'm just glad you've picked someone who's actually Croatian. So far, we've had, we've had some stone and an Italian. So this is, this is exciting for me. I actually feel like I'm playing now. All right, let's go. Yeah, I guess, I guess he's quite Croatian if you consider that he's a Serbian born in the Austrian Empire. So, but it, it fits perfectly into the side. There was, there, there was an air of doubt in your comment, but I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> All um, I can think of about Nikola Tesla is, I don't know if any of you guys have played, this is real nerdy stuff. So if anybody listening oh, is thinking of making a cup of tea, now's the time. Uh, I don't know if like when you were growing up, you ever played any of the Red Alert games. You ever played Red Alert 2? It's an amazing yeah. game. And uh, there was one of the defensive turrets you could build in Red Alert 2 was a Tesla coil. And these were just like effectively pylons that shot electric at your uh, at, yeah. the, at the baddies so i can only assume that that's going to be part of his tactic is building a tesla coil to yep. literally electrify the, the well imagine electrifying the swimming pool imagine if your yep. belgian striker gets into the pool zap done of course so that would be the end point. of marco polo but you know in retrospect that is a much better accessory than the one i have picked for him <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you pick the one you picked. What is it? What is it? Come on, you picked it. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, he never married in his whole life, and later in life, he claimed to have fallen in love with a pigeon, and he's quoted as. Did you know this? No. He fell in love with a pigeon. He, he's quoted as saying, I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman and she loved me. So he does have the capacity to lose his head later in the game, but we're going to sub him off uh, when it gets to that point, when he gets to the pigeon-loving territory. But my accessory is the pigeon. And it's going to be fluttering about, getting in people, all up in people's grill. It's going to be doing things that pigeon do. You know, we are, I don't even, you don't even, it's going to do a bit of eye pecking. It's, yeah, that pigeon's going to be there. Are, are we worried if he really loved this pigeon that he's, going to be trying to bang a pigeon during the game a valid point very valid <laughs> point uh i didn't i didn't think of it for the sexy distraction that it is um <laughs> but but uh i, I think nick, nick nicky t is a, a professional and he when the mind is on the job he's going to focus on the game and save the pigeon love him for later Mm -hmm. for, also for he's gonna be showing off yeah. i think he's gonna be showing off like you know yeah. whenever whenever there's a sexy sexy lady at a at a show you always you always try try harder you make sure that you show off and i think that's what's going to be happening here i think that's a fair a fair motivator exactly and he he, he thinks he, he works hard but he's also a crit like he had over 300 patents of his in his own right Ooh. so including that was like electric light electric motors radio x-ray remote control radar wireless communications robotics and of course the Tesla coil. Like a lot of his ideas are implemented in, although the technology wasn't there at the time, a lot of his ideas are what was eventually converted into things like smartphones and stuff like that. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's a really great shout. I'd it's... say that's your that's your best pick so far. <laughs> what, instead of the Italian and the wall. <laughs> instead of the Italian and the wall, yeah. It's a good shout, yeah. Just the 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 doing all the leg work, not getting necessarily all of the glory for it. Oh, it's a great, it's a great pick. Who, so who's 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 next to him then? Who does get all the glory? Okay, so it's my captain, and I think you're all sitting there and you're thinking, "There's a Croatian that we're all thinking of, and he hasn't 
picked him yet. He's got to pick him. And you're right, I have picked him. It is the Croatian poet Ivan Gundulic. Um, <laughs> so you need that silky obviously poets very classy very uh, and you and you need that kind of silky classy midfielder you know the creative spark um but there is a very interesting thing about even gundulic and that is he is the person credited with inventing the cravat <laughs> Ah, okay. Oh, you're going to have fancy boys. Your team is going to be full of fancy yeah. boys wearing lovely cravats. Yeah, exactly. We've got some cravats. Uh, so yeah, the very first painting that exists of a person wearing a cravat is of Ivan Gundulic. And as a result, he's been credited with um, inventing the cravat. And in turn, the cravat led to the the tie. So uh, yep, I've, I, that's, that's how I worked back. I was once told on a trip to Croatia that Croatians invented the tie, and that is the closest <laughs> I've got to linking those two rumours together. So you're um, saying that you're quite happy to go for a tie in this game. All right. Oh, he's, he's got me. <laughs> <laughs> I, so um, this, this guy, I remember he was, he was from Dubrovnik, right? I remember hearing about him in Dubrovnik. I remember correct, the cravat yes. thing. He, yeah. if I remember rightly, he is an absolute sex fiend. Like, as it, he just he looks delicious. He's Sorry, uh, what? He's de- <laughs> he's just a delicious. Like his portraits are just like, who is this absolute stunning, long haired delight of a man? That's mainly what I remember from going to Dubrovnik. Not not the beautiful sights, not the Game of Thrones stuff, not the old town walls. No, this absolute sex fiend. <laughs> It, he is he is a good looking man, a very good. And even I think even his statue in Dubrovnik, because I've not actually been to Dubrovnik, but if I'm not mistaken, it's actually wearing a cravat as well. Uh, in his portrait, yeah, in, on the actual oh. statue, it's wearing a red cravat. Oh, cool, <laughs> that's really um, cool. I'll uh, read you one of his, his uh, just a quick sentence from one of his poems. So it says, "No silver nor gold, not life itself, could replace the reward of thy pure and sublime grace." And some say that that line was written about a really good assist he once did. <laughs> so obviously I've, uh, I've got uh, an accessory as well for Mr. Gundulic, and I think what it's pretty it? obvious what the accessory is. He's going to be wearing a cravat. Now, mm. hear me out. Towel whips are very painful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what's worse than a towel whip? A little cravat whip. And what's, <laughs> what makes a towel whip more painful when it's dipped in water. And where are we going to find some water? Oh, that's right, our six-yard box. So he's going <laughs> to dip his cravat in the six-yard box of water, and he's then going to be whipping people. And it's not, you know, it's not dangerous play. He's not going to get sent off for it. At best, it's just very annoying. I mean, I'd let him whip me any day. He's just... <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of him now, Sam. He, ju- he looks like a little creep. Yeah, like a sexy creep. No, like just a regular creep. No, he's not, he's got that like, he's got the incredibly long hair and like thick eyebrows and those piercing eyes. Maybe yeah, I, I think we're looking at the same picture and I'm seeing oh. a creep. <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting different types that you guys have. It's very interesting. So my striker. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, it's a, this is a good one. Now we uh I'm uh I'm going for the target man. This guy comes in at six foot seven and he is name is Krist Novoselic, and he is the bass player from Nirvana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Krist Novoselic, Croatian. Uh, it's a big guy, target man, so obviously we're going to be playing the long balls up to him. He's going to hold it up. Um, there's a, a good example of why I've chosen him as my striker as well. So there was once a gig where Nirvana famously smashed up their instruments and stuff like that. He threw his bass guitar up into the air, then went to catch it, and it hit him on the head and knocked him out. Now, you're thinking, why have I chosen this example that highlights him as very clumsy? I like to think of it is he puts his body on line for the cause. <laughs> so, I, so I'm picturing, like, last minute, low cross in. He shouldn't really go for the diving head. He's just going to skid along the floor. But it's Chris Novoselic, and he's six foot seven. Of course he's getting on the end of that. Nuts it in at the back post. <laughs> so... It hit him on the head. Did he throw it up in the first place? Yeah, he threw it up and knocked himself out with his own bass guitar. Himself out. To catch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember uh, he seeing did. this clip. <laughs> he did then get up and walk off stage after he came to. So it, it, he's a hard man. Hard man. Are we are we worried about clumsiness at the at the top at the top of the pitch here? It's 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 a concern, but I think his tenacity and his desire to win will uh will, will get us through there's also lots of um because people didn't know that he was a lover of being a striker and he loved scoring goals and there were clues 
in his Nirvana songs, and I'll take you through a few. Um, <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, little known fact that Teen Spirit just means goals. Um, <laughs> come as you are, and what you are is a great striker. Uh, and my personal uh, favourite, this is a very, very um, well-known one, heart-shaped box. Of course it's heart-shaped. He loves getting in the box. <laughs> stupid. I just didn't realise that all of, all of these songs were just so, so intrinsically yep. linked to football. It's huge. <laughs> Big football fans, big, big football fans. Um, yeah. And obviously you're thinking, you know, Nirvana, they were they were known for their drug partaking. But this is Chris Novoselic, age 30, a few years after Nirvana. So anything that was in his system, long it's gone. gone. Long gone, <laughs> long gone. Any concerns with that? I, I'm worried about the long-term concussion effects. <laughs> Uh, from you know, it's quite prevalent in sport at the moment, mm. particularly uh, American football um, and and football, normal football, good football as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that knock I, it, was he treated properly? Are there any long term effects? I think uh, Nirvana did carry around like a full medical team with them, so I think yeah, it was fair. fully. There was concussion protocols. They like took him off for a little bit. They brought on like a little base sub, and then he was checked out <laughs> yeah. properly. I mean, if Nirvana carried around a medical team with him, he's got to be quite strong as well, because that's like multiple people and equipment. <laughs> he's six foot seven. He was doing all the lifting himself. I've <laughs> um, uh, got some subs as well. Oh, yeah. Um, now, sub number one, again, someone that has already featured in your podcast. The controversy now, continues. It, it's, so now hear me out. This it's it's a French dog. <laughs> oh great yeah somebody intrinsically not linked to Christ it is a dog <laughs> what? it is a dog it's genuinely a dog but dogs their oh club God. team and this is their international call up we'll um, that so right. it's Purdy the Dalmatian dog and Dalmatians yeah. are from the Dalmatian coast aka ah, in Croatia yeah okay. yeah, yeah. So, I'm glad you've chosen Purdy if you'd have chosen Pongo I'd have called you a total twat choosing Purdy <laughs> is the right decision Pongo's a goofball exactly so Purdy's ready obviously when Chris looks like he's uh, he's he's about to pass out from too many base concussions Purdy gets on there yeah. straight away up front uh no, sub number two. Oh, uh, actually, sorry, sorry, bad news about Purdy. Um, in the, the cats versus dog game that she actually featured in, she did die. She did so, die. Um, yeah, so I'm afraid true. she's going to be unavailable for your bench. She was run over on a busy A road. Um, so I'm sorry that, that that news didn't filter down to you as the manager. Uh, you can have Pongo, but he's a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> or any of the puppies. You can have any of the 101 Dalmatians, but Purdy is currently roadkill. Oh, I'm afraid. Chance of a Pongo then. <laughs> to be fair, I was getting my sources from Croatian Wikipedia, so obviously it's not up to date. You could take any of their kids, maybe. Like uh, one of them was called Lucky. I mean, that's quite a handy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go on. Let's have, let's have Lucky. Let's have Lucky. Okay, yeah, all right. Lucky. Uh, number two, uh, just a just a sporting legend and a winner. We've got a winner on the bench. It is Wimbledon winner Goran Ivanisevic. Mm-hmm. Another big person. And sub number three, and this is a good one to have on the bench. Uh, This is someone we like to call the Abomination. (laughs) Are you familiar with the Abomination? I know Tom is. I am straight away. Yeah. As in from Marvel? Yeah, Emil Blonsky. Croatian, isn't he? Emil Blonsky was born in Zagreb and is a KGB spy who eventually turns into the abomination by exposing himself to a greater radiation than the one that turns Bruce Banner into the Hulk, thus making him a lot stronger than the Hulk. And that is a good thing to have Pretty off good. the bench. Just, yeah. just, yeah. He's just going to mess things up when he comes on, just like a little whirlwind. Uh, only only two, on the bench? Yeah, yeah. I, I like a super sub. like, um, And obviously... You know, Tesla loses his head in games and Nov Selic mm. has got the concussion thing. I keep it tight to begin with. And then when we just need to throw like a mixer in, Abomination just mm. gets involved, <laughs> yeah. as they always say. Uh, assistant manager, Adrian Childs. His mum's Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've also got, a, we've hired a physio because obviously we've got a lot of injury problems with Chris. And that is Dr. Luka Kovac from ER. Sure. Yeah, I remember him. 
Was he Croatian? I just remember thinking as a kid, he is foreign. <laughs> Croatian, <laughs> wild. Croatian character played by a Croatian actor. Nice. I, you've, there's a real, I like this, there's a real spread of different worlds that mm, the, the, mm. the Croats have infiltrated. You know, oh, yeah, we're everywhere. You know, yeah, there's 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 good film here. There's comics, uh, Disney, history and poetry all blended in together. What I mean, inanimate it's, objects, inanimate, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and Italians. So uh, it's good. Yeah, um, Alex, that that. So your team sounds amazing. Talk us through one final time your fantasy five first lineup. So in goal we've got Marco Polo. At the back, we've got Marble from the Island of Brach. In midfield, we've got Nikola Tesla and Ivan Gundulic. And up front, we've got Krist Novoselic. There we go. That's Croatia. Sam, it's time for us to go and spoil Belgium. Are you ready? Obvs. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. Now it's over to Tommy LaBelge. What's your team? Oh, Team Belgium. It was fun. I had a lot of time researching Belgium. The Belgians are they're a, a historied people with many, many people that stand out as, as worthy picks. However, let me know. Let me know. No. However, I'm going to let you know my fantasy five. First up, my first pick, I'm going to start in defence. I'm going to leave my goalkeeper back for a bit. I'm going to start in defence with my captain, Hercule Poirot, the most Belgian of all people, the world-famous private detective. He is going to sniff out enemy attacks and catch those strikers red-handed. Um, why, why, why Poirot in defence? Well, uh, he's all about method and order. He, he's the sort of defender that's got an eye on the whole game. He's got the game plan, it's all laid out, and he will execute it with the sort of precision of his impeccably groomed moustache. He's all about keeping things tidy at the back and in the world of crime. Uh, other other detective defenders like Sherlock and those idiots they spend a lot of their time um, analyzing the clues of the uh, the physical clues of of the strikers you know footprints and you know cigar dust and stuff like that but Praro he doesn't even need to look for the physical stuff he is a detective of the mind you know he's a master of getting into his opponent's heads he understands how the brain works and like what makes it tick. So he's going to be one step ahead of the attackers. No matter how deviously they try and disguise their attacks, he will figure it out and step in at the vital mm. moment. I have a concern. Yeah? Straight off the bat. If he is your captain, presumably mm. he's going to be uh, in charge of, you know, the team talks before, during, the, you know, alongside you. He's going to be calling all of those, all of his players into, into a yeah. huddle. And I yeah. just feel like if he's asking a group of people to assemble anywhere, they're all going to be really nervous because they're just going to assume that he's going to accuse <laughs> one of them of murder. <laughs> so I just feel yeah. like there's going to be tense meetings. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I don't mind a bit of tension. I, I actually think looking at the rest of this team, they could use a little bit of tension before going on. Okay. There's some there's some free thinkers coming up. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not worried about him. At, he's adding a much-needed order to this, this Belgian team. Mm. Um, I, I'm interested in the... So Alex said, oh, this person uh, has been in the podcast before uh, a couple of times. Uh, I'm interested in the fact that Alex clearly uh, listens more than you do to the podcast because we've also had Poirot before as well. So is he stepping Have into we? the... Uh, oh, yeah, in the Cops In team. what team? In the Cops. So is he? So he's stepping into his national team too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did listen to that episode. I just forgot. Because <laughs> um, I wasn't on that episode. Anyway. <laughs> yes, obviously this is his national team. Obviously yeah, yeah. this is... What position did he play for Cops? Do you remember? He didn't even make the pitch, mate. He was the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you missed a trick. He's a master defender. He's a master defender. Like <laughs> so stupid. So he's one of those right. club players that gets international call-ups exactly. even though they're not good enough for the club team. Yeah, no, I'm he's not totally good not enough. Worried. That was a that was a misstep on whoever Sam managed the cops team. Um, it wasn't Sam. It was Jim Campbell. No, Jim Campbell's the robbers. Oh yeah! Now who yes. doesn't listen to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Robin? Well, I'm actually looking. I'm looking at the notes that we made on that episode, and I, I even mucked it up. And I can see very clearly there it says Sam Cops. <laughs> so uh, I <laughs> right here's the thing about Poirot. He's got some extra bits that I let you know about. He he he's not afraid to use some wild tactics. I like this in the Big Four. He uh, in casual conversation he just casually invents that he has an identical twin brother and then later poses as his own identical twin brother. Um, I'm not quite sure how this is useful on the football pitch. I'm just imagining you know Hercule Poirot gets subbed off and Achille Poirot comes on, but it's not. It's just still Hercule Poirot. He's got that's a little bit of Alex Petrovic energy that because like he's just inventing that he has a twin brother yeah. just like yeah. Alex is inventing that Marco Polo is Croatian. I like it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's an absolute veteran, a veteran player. He's, he's probably one of the older uh, kind of members on my team, but he's been in 37 novels, 59 short stories, 19 films, and hundreds of TV episodes. Like, yeah. he's across mediums, and he's getting stuff sorted out. I All mean, right. any questions, any worries? Apart from the accusation of murder, just constantly being on your players' <laughs> heads. But if you're happy that that's going to that's gonna rile them up, then that's great. No worries. Yeah, Brilliant. Right, next up, in midfield, I too, I'm rocking the diamond. I'm rocking the defender, two mids and a, and a striker. In midfield, I've got a tiny urinating baby. <laughs> now, Not the mannequin piss. Just, just a tiny <laughs> urinating baby. It is the mannequin piss. So for those who don't know, mannequin piss is, is a little bronze statue of a baby who is just peeing into a little fountain in Brussels. It's kind of like the biggest tourist attraction in Brussels for some reason. Um, it is, it's really popular, um, but he's going to be excellent in my field. I'll tell you why. Um, he's very strong for a baby. Um, he's like the statue is weirdly muscular. Like the baby kind of has abs and like pretty decent arms. And he's, of course, literally made of bronze. Um, so everyone has seen his firm tackle. Uh, <laughs> Because he's a little naked peeing baby. <laughs> this is made of bronze. He's got a little bronze penis. So basically, um, he's, he's pretty solid, pretty solid defensively in midfield. Um, but also, he's got excellent balance and staying power because he's been standing on that little arch since 1619. You know? <laughs> One foot up as well. He's, he's got incredible yeah, that, balance. That kid needed a piss, didn't he? If he's been yeah. going since 1619, <laughs> yeah. Christ. Ex the exactly. bladder on that child. It must be horrible. <laughs> Yeah, he he's been peeing nonstop for four hundred and two years. It's um, it, it's it's pretty impressive. And I'm just thinking, distraction wise, it's going to be quite a lot. You know, for the for for these, I was going to say Croatians, but for these things and people that Alex is for some reason selected for the Croatian team, it's going to be quite distracting having this little child just running around, just nonstop peeing. I think that's going to be difficult to deal with. So, is he running or is he a statue? He's a statue that runs. <laughs> Look, if you listen to the <laughs> podcast, you'll know that Biscuits can also play football, Alex. So get on board with the programme. Right. And is there actual water that comes out? Is it yeah, it is, it is water that comes well, out. That's piss, isn't it? It's, obvious, yeah. it's obviously piss. Well, it's piss. That is just ammunition for even Gondula. She's going to get that cravat straight in there. Well, I mean, <laughs> are, we, are we worried about mannequin piss pissing in the pool? That could really screw up <laughs> yeah. your goalkeeper and your, your whole <laughs> defensive tactic. You've just got a little baby peeing in that pool. 
Although yeah, it is yeah. like there is something worse about having like a little towel snap, like a cravat snap, but instead of water, it's your own piss. Like that, there's something really <laughs> insulting about that, isn't there? Like I'm going to hit you with your own piss. Oh. <laughs> that is our team motto. <laughs> <laughs> Croatians, we're going to hit you with your own piss. Tom, I've, right. I do, I, I do have, a, I do have a worry for you. What's the worry? I'm interested. Is this kind of like the Poirot swapping himself for a twin? Because the mannequin piss. The current statue is a replica of the original. Did you know this? Yeah, yeah, I did know this. Yeah, he was replaced. So he in hasn't like been there for hundreds of years. Yeah, the concept of him has been there actually longer. He was he was a stone statue before the brass one. But look, the, the bronze one. The point is the concept of mannequin piss. It's he's on the pitch. So you're um, having the concept of a. Of yeah, a I'm having the concept of a small pissing baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the reason so I, I wanted to look into why it was sort of like a big deal for Brussels and apparently the people of Brussels consider him their icon because he's he's clearly an independent spirit he's an icon of freedom um, and I like that for a midfielder you know he's he's got the loose role in the middle of the park he goes where he wants pissing all over the place if ever I'm like if ever I'm at the pub and I've had like a few and I need a piss against the wall somewhere you know on the walk home and I and the police stop I'm gonna stop me I'm gonna tell them that I'm an icon of freedom that's what I'm gonna say now <laughs> that's my get out of jail free card I'm having a piss because I'm an icon of freedom that or the concept of a statue yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apparently, the inspiration, the inspiration for the statue um, is a little boy in the 14th century called Juliansk who was spying on some enemies who were setting explosive against the walls and he peed on the fuse when they ran away. Apparently, oh. that is one of the 18 possible ways that it was the inspiration for <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Tom, who have, you got, who have you got next to him? Yeah, from bronze to brass uh, in the midfield, it's Alpha... Um, oh, God, what's his name? Right. From bronze to brass in the midfield, it's Adolf Sax, the inventor of the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, here he is. Um, a fact, a fact that everyone is aware of: saxophones make music better. And the original sax man is going to make my team better as well. He's obviously a creative player, going off on thrilling uh, saxophone solos, solo efforts, all the way to the goal. Super inventive. Clearly, he invented the saxophone. He also invented the saxatromba the saxa-tuba, and the sax-horn. And frankly, I think we can all agree it's a real shame that it wasn't the sax-horn that took off because <laughs> blow my sax-horn! Yeah, pretty good. Did you say uh, his first name is Adolf? Uh, well, Adolphe. Ad- Adolphe. It's, Ad- okay. it's Adolf with a P-H-E instead of an F. So, oh, right, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Pronunciation uncertain, but he's Adolphe, maybe. Do you reckon, his, um, do you reckon he was actually Adolf? Uh, with the F, and then it was just like I got to change this shit. Like <laughs> this has got a quite just... a long time before Hitler was it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. If, if if anything, um, I feel Maybe. like it was the other way around. Hitler was around. like, oh, I don't want to be associated with that <laughs> idiot <laughs> who created the sax horn. Uh, and to be fair, idiot might be one of the letdowns of 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 Mister oh. Sax. Um, um, I'm calling him resilient to injury. However, you might say if you thought the Nirvana basis was clumsy, check this shit out, right? Uh, this, this, I'm just ripping this right off the internet here. Sachs faced many brushes with death. As a child, he fell from a height of three floors, hit his head on a stone floor, and was believed dead. At the age of three, he drank a bowl full of acid, mistaking it for milk. <laughs> Later, Why is there a bowl of acid? Why is that just lying around in, in reach of a toddler? Why are they doing that? Clearly never meant for dinner at mine. Yeah. <laughs> Gaspacho? Also, also as, a, as a child, he just swallowed a pin. Um, he received uh, he received serious burns from a gunpowder explosion. He once fell on a hot cast iron frying pan, burning his side. Several times he avoided accidental poisoning from asphyxi- and asphyxiation from sleeping in a room with varnished furniture drying. <laughs> and another idiot. time he was struck on the head by a cobblestone and fell into a river and nearly drowned. So he created the sax and he's the inspiration for Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's I, uh, that's not in my notes, but you're absolutely right. Um, his name neighbors... right about like the bounce back ability, though. Like you know, if yeah. he's coming back from all these things. You are right. Like you've going. got to have a certain grit and determination yeah. to keep bouncing back from that. Such yeah. a, like I've never been hit on the head in a cobble with a cobblestone and nearly drowned, but I think yeah. that would finish me off mentally. And he went then went on to invent the saxophone. Uh, his neighbours gave him a nickname, and I like a footballer with a nickname. His his neighbours called him 
Little Sax, the ghost. Because <laughs> the surely ghost. he must have died by now. Um, <laughs> I think Little Sax, the ghost, is a cool nickname for a footballer, and I'm very happy with it. Also, did he only invent those three things? Tesla had 300 patterns. <laughs> yeah, but not one game. of them was the saxophone, dullard. <laughs> Jazz! I, I do think I might... If, if, if you ask me to pick... Saxophone or electronics? I think I'd probably pick electronics. Like electricity. <laughs> well, I then think. you'd be living like, a sad would, life be, with no saxophone. Never to hear Baker Street again. What an absolutely <laughs> outrageous banger that is! But then again, if if I've got no electricity, then I'm not listening to Baker Street anyway because I'm not there all the time listening to Baker Street. <laughs> I, but here's a counter argument: maybe if Tesla hadn't invented electrics the power of sheer saxophone would power the world. <laughs> that was my point. We'll never know. We we'll will never know. never know, Tom. That's a good point. Up front, Robin. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Alex. It's Audrey Hepburn. Yep. Now, look. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay. I was nervous about picking Audrey Hepburn because I was like, look, she's definitely British and definitely Dutch. However... She was born in Brussels, and that's an actual certifiable fact. And after Marco Polo just getting waved away onto the onto the Croatian team, I feel great about picking Audrey Hepburn. Born in I'm, Brussels, I'm allowed. I'm, I'm definitely allowing it. That's not my point. But my point here is, you have got some fucking audacity being as outraged as you were when Alex yeah. said when Alex said about Marco Polo. You audacious. No, I was outraged because he said. It, he may have been born there. Audrey uh, was definitely born in Brussels. Did you not see the question mark in Britannia? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> right. Audrey Hepburn, obviously elegant, poised, supremely talented. Um, it's her lightness of touch and her ability to turn heads and hearts that make her my lone striker. Um, she's incredibly accomplished. She speaks five languages and is one of only 16 people in all of history to receive the EGOT, the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards. She's a literal cool. silverware magnet. She, she brings the trophies wherever she goes. Um, she, and and this, this is a good fact. She, she can penetrate a defence. For example, when she was at ballet school, she smuggled messages through Nazi checkpoints in her ballet shoes to aid the resistance in the Netherlands. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Defeating the Nazis. That's how good she is. Um, also, not, not, a, not a selfish striker. She's happy to give back, pass it back to the pissing baby or something. Um, she will give back, like how she spent the last 38 years of her life working for UNICEF. Oh, she's a bloody legend. She's also yeah, great on the counterattack. Uh, she really can break fast at Tiffany's. <laughs> Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Um, also, she's got a pet deer called Pippin, which, again, no football fun there. Just wanted to tell you all, she's got a pet deer called Pippin. Does she, um, oh. Is there any chance that she might fall in love with the deer? Uh, no, a she's not Tesla? a bloody perv like Tesla. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gross. Okay. Right. Do you want the deer? The deer can come. Yeah, yeah, like, I just, like Basically, what I'm seeing here is a pigeon and a deer having a fight, and I do back the deer in this instance. <laughs> yeah, the, the deer is on pigeon patrol. That's, uh, that, that's uh, like a Like a deer, like, like a female deer, not a stag. Is, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I, I believe so. They're, like, it literally went to the supermarket with her and stuff. Look for it. There's a photo <laughs> of just Audrey Hepburn in a supermarket with a deer. Insane. I love it yeah. when celebs do things like that. Like, it's like Salvador Dali had an armadillo, didn't he, that you just used to walk around. I, I'd love the idea that you could be mad enough, but like, because you're so famous, no one's going to tell you you can't do those things. Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't know if it's anything to do with fame. It's just balls, isn't it? If I just started walking around with a llama, people would be delighted. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, true. I would well, be delighted true, most of all. I love llamas. You couldn't do that, Sam. I've been to a llama farm with you, and you can't speak sentences because you're laughing so hard. There's absolutely <laughs> no so way that you could have. <laughs> you can have one. <laughs> All right, listen, Tom. That's a great shout up front. Who have you got in goal? In goal. In in goal. Um, I've got the inventor of the world. As we think of how it looks today, it's Gerardus Mercator. Uh, Mercator uh, is responsible for what is called the Mercator projection, which is basically the world map uh, that you would think of. Uh, he he's the one that has designed the map that we think of today. Um, why in goal? Well, he was a cartographer and a professional globe maker. So he is used to handling big balls. Um, He was also a master calligrapher. So we know he had dexterous, accurate hands and an expert engraver. So when we win the cup, we won't even need to send it off to get it engraved. He can just do it on the pitch. Mm. Also, it's nice. It's a nice, nice touch that your goalie is actually Belgian. 
Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a really nice touch, that. You've gone there. It's different to the previous team, but I, I yeah. like it. And, and you know, uh, and Mercator, I'm so, when I heard Marco Polo, I was obviously a bit outraged, but also, you know, Marco Polo did a bit of wandering. Mercator mapped the entire world. Uh, but um, he famously didn't go anywhere, though, did he? He did it all. Didn't from, have to. I he understood maps. it he did, intrinsically. He, 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 he didn't like traveling, so he just did it all from his, his own yeah, he just, other he maps. Just sat, <laughs> he just sat at home making it yeah. bloody perfect, right? He was also, outside of the globe stuff, he was uh, renowned for making scientific instruments. And he made a lot of money off selling globes and these scientific instruments. He made, like, astrolabes and astronomical rings, which are all used in sort of astrology and ge- geometry and navigation. Um, basically, his whole life was dedicated to figuring out how balls moved through space. Mm. It was all about the shape of balls and how things are applied to them. He was a master of physics of spheres. How That's just the perfect it, goalkeeper. Well, hang on. Was it not that he was more concerned with what was on the top of that ball? So he yes, just loved, also, he would love the leather of a football, for example. Yeah, but also he, he looked at uh, astronomy as well and how, okay. uh, how uh, they... He was a real polymath. He uh, was also published um, as like in geography and philosophy and theology. Uh, he was a devout uh, Catholic, so if all else fails, he can literally ask God for help. Uh, uh, I although I am afraid I will have to intervene. Uh, as we all know, God is actually Croatian. So <laughs> you know it's that. just rumours. It's rumoured from the Croatian. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, island yeah. in Croatia, and they're pretty convinced God's from there. <laughs> it's my next-door neighbour's house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have a question, though, actually. Yeah. Can he swim? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. When you said that, the first thing I googled was "can he swim," and, and Google didn't have an answer for me. Because um, on Croatia.com it says he can't swim. Does it? <laughs> Look, um, I feel confident that his mastery of spheres, even if he has to stand just behind the goal line, you know, he'll be able to punch outwards. I feel confident in him. He's he's a, he's a ball master. However. Like, the, the saving grace of this Belgian team is that I have the most versatile bench player. I only oh, need yeah. the one. I've got one bench player that can deal with any of these problems that the Croatian's bringing. On the bench, I have Peo and his sketchbook. Now, Peo is the Belgian uh, cartoonist who invented the Smurfs. Uh-huh. So no matter what happens, he can just draw out one of the 150 named Smurf characters to fill the role I need filling on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got the big stars. You've got your Papa Smurf and your Smurfette. But there's a Smurf for every occasion. Sweepy Smurf for defense. Hunter Smurf mm-hmm. up front. Lucky Smurf. You've got a lucky dog. I've got a lucky Smurf, right? Honestly, the, the, I think one of the easier ones to bring on there is just winner Smurf. He never loses. <laughs> That's one of his. Um and also, I'm so glad the, the pool thing because there's um, there's Submariner Smurf. He exists, <laughs> so he's not going to wear at the pool. There's Pastry Cook Smurf if everyone gets hungry. <laughs> the taxes, Finance Smurf, real Smurf. I'm not making these up. They're all real Smurfs. Finance Smurf is a Smurf that exists. Good. So Payo's there with his sketchbook. What do we need? And also, Smurfs will fit under that wall because you said there are. Uh, uh, wheels on it, so that's going to give us a bit of clearance. The Smurfs will just nub right under there. <laughs> mm, that's how true. big are Smurfs? Smurfs are as small as your heart wants them to be. They live in a mushroom, <laughs> don't they, Smurfs? Like yeah, exactly. Their house is a mushroom. Oh, teeny so tiny. You, see, you know a mushroom, you know a, you know a standard mushroom size, smaller than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, they can comfortably... <laughs> Their, their houses that, have got like three bedrooms in a mushroom. That marble so wall is going to be a real problem then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they got wheels on it. There's clearance under that, clearly. I'll just bring on the abomination. Yeah, I, I, yeah. if they're on a train track, like, you know, a Smurf, a Smurf could quite easily walk under a train. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to allow that. Yeah. So, basically, I've got Payo drawing out Smurfs. There's 150 names ones. And I reckon if we're really desperate, we're like, oh, God, he set fire to it. Oh, just write out Firefighter Smurf. There might be a Firefighter <laughs> Smurf. I think it's probably quite likely there is. There's, there's probably a footballer Smurf, to be honest. <laughs> just I, did, I did look for that. I couldn't find one called really? footballer. Well, that's Smurf good Smurf. because you wouldn't be allowed him. It's the only no, one on the podcast. You cannot <laughs> have a footballer. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad you didn't say him because he wouldn't be on yeah. the team. Um, all right then, Tom, a great super sub. Talk us through, though, your fantasy five. Oh, my fantasy five. In goal, it's Gerardus Mercator. In defence, Hercule Poirot. In the midfield, it's Mannequin Piss and Adolf Sax. And up front, it's definitely Belgian Audrey Hepburn. Well, we have the teams. Let's see how the managers feel about their chances. Now they've heard what the opposition lineups are. How are we feeling, uh... 
after hearing about all these Belgians, Alex? I'm still confident. I'm still confident. They've these 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 Belgians. They've never been to King's Landing. They they they're going to be intimidated by the hostile crowd. They can't do the walk of shame. It's no. Nah, I'm I'm very very confident. Wow. Just so much confidence. <laughs> the confidence is just oozing. I, you guys can't see it, Alex, but he just looks imperiously confident, <laughs> just laughing in the face of these Belgians. How does that make you feel, Tom? Honestly, I was really good until I saw Alex's face just then. Uh, I don't know what he's got what's, what he's got up his sleeve. Something clearly. I'm happy with my team, and I, I, I just feel that um, whatever whatever's thrown at me, Smurfs will be the answer. Super sub, Smurf it. All the Smurfs on the bench. I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a good battle. There is only one thing left to do, and it is time for kickoff. Welcome to King's Landing. It's a beautiful day in the fictional city in a fictional land that is also definitely in Croatia because the Croatians say so. The Croatian team bus has arrived, surrounded by adoring fans, and the team disembarks ready for this fixture. Yep, look, there's Nikola Tesla and Marco Polo sharing a pre-game joke. Lucky the Dalmatian receives a warm welcome from this home crowd after the tragic mid-season loss of his mother. Uh, he's walking around saying hello to the fans. Oh no, the team bus starts a three-point turn manoeuvre and runs clean over the little pup. Oh, yeah, the, oh, this Croatian road is now smeared with bits of squished puppy. Yeah, uh, a fan who looks suspiciously like Cruella Deville has scraped up the skin and is running away with it. The whistle blows and we're off Nirvana's Nova Selic, passing back to Nikola Tesla in a way that clearly says thanks for the amplifiers. Tesla and the poet Gondulic currently alternating passes back and forth. Gondulic tries the long ball but it's easily collected by Hercule Poirot who always seems to get it right. Ivan Gondulic in the midfield, but his pass is intercepted by Adolf Sachs. Reads it well. He's controlling the pitch. Sharp turn. Blows past the defender. Key pass to Hepburn. Who blazes wide. And she's making a funny face as she contemplates that charade. Ivan Gondulic with a terrible pass back to Marco Polo, who wasn't ready for it at all. He, he couldn't see it. As a nine-foot wall was in the way and the ball slips past Polo and into the net! Oh, it's a terrible own goal for Ivan Gondulic, who is looking miserable. Chris Novoselic is over, really geeing up his team and trying to make them feel better. Yeah, that really smells like team spirit. This 1-0 Belgium. Ivan Gondulic is really showing us what the inventor of the cravat can do with these elaborate skills and ranging runs. He's tying the opposition in knots. The younger brother of Mannequin Piss in the crown today. Nice to see some family support. I can't see him. He's, he's just there, the small squatting baby. Ah, yeah, there he is, the mannequin poop. It's all Croatia at the moment, so Marco Polo has very little to do in goal just now. Yet yeah, he's blowing up a lilo to have a little relax in his six-yard swimming pool box. Meanwhile, the Italian president and the Croatian prime minister are quite badly beating each other over the actual citizenship of Marco Polo, both claiming he's from their country. Yeah, and now the leaders of South Africa, Gibraltar, Venezuela and Pakistan are all boldly claiming Marco Polo is from their countries as just saying he's Croatian has clearly worked for this Croatian manager. Maybe they'll have the same luck. Tesla is surging forward and trying to make up the deficit. Mannequin Piss attempts to urinate on the inventor, but that's no way to conduct yourself, which Tesla knows a lot about. Tesla with an electric cross into the box. Chris Novoselic is there and it's in. Oh, it's a very basic finish, but it'll do. 1-1 and Novoselic leaps into the stands to celebrate with the fans. A pale man, a blood-sucking insect and your penis, Robin. An albino, a mosquito, my libido, yeah. It's all level at half-time. There's not much to separate these two teams, except, of course, the enormous wall that separates these two teams. Poirot is really not putting in any work physically today, walking and refusing to run. Yeah, he needs to be much quicker. He really must dash. I think the Belgians are really being affected by the hostile environment of this King's Landing crowd. Mm, shame. 
Shame. Shame. And the referee has stopped play here. It appears as if music men Adolph Sachs and Chris Novoselic are in the middle of a brawl. Novoselic has fed Sachs a bowl full of acid and Sachs has thrown a guitar at the Croat. Novoselic catches the guitar though and hits himself in the face with it. Audrey Hepburn is trying to break things up. My, fair lady. It looks as if both players will be subbed off to avoid further conflict or injury. Peo is on for Belgium. Yes, and with Lucky the Dalmatian dead, it's Abomination on for Croatia. Peo straight into the action as he draws a thieving smurf to rob Gondulic of the ball. He now smurfs the ball up the smurf, smurfily smurfing the smurf, smurfs across the box and oh, smurfs it right into Marco Polo's smurf. Oh, that's got to smurf. Smurf. Tasty snack Ivan Gondulic is looking a little lost out there this half. Well, that's because he doesn't have map maker Marcato on his side. But he does have the very well-travelled Marco Polo. Yes, but sadly they don't speak the same language. Because Polo is Italian. That's correct. Mm. The Abomination is barreling forward with the ball in his teeth. I guess that's technically a header? He stomps over the tiny statue, easily barges past the elderly detective. It's, it's a wonder he didn't start the game, considering the frankly embarrassing physical condition of the Belgian lineup. Abomination leaps over the tiny swimming pool, and Geraldus Makata, who it turns out cannot swim, well, he's drowned. Oh, well, it's in! The Abomination has rolled it into the enemy goal. The baying crowds at King's Landing, happy to rename Croatia the Abomination. Coming to the end of the fixture, and Poirot is looking exhausted and despondent. Yep, he's he's so tired and sick of it. He's actually just run headlong into the Croatian defender. Yep, he's hit the wall. Yep, and that's it. It's the full-time whistle. Croatia with a 2-1 victory. What a game. His confidence paid off, didn't it? Oh, oh. We spoil Belgium. Belgium, spoil, spoil, Belgium, spoil. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Alex? The confidence the confidence was all over and it was justified. Oh, I I, I knew the home advantage was gonna come through. I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted with Team Victory. Um they did so well. I, I'm just absolutely thrilled and let's hope that we never have to do an away fixture because that is <laughs> as soon as we leave the islands, that's when we start to get in trouble. But no, absolutely <laughs> delighted and uh long may it continue. Monstrous, Tom. I'm gutted. I'm gutted. I, I thought I thought I, I thought I had a decent team. The Smurfs were not as effective as I had planned. Um, but hey, you win some, you lose some, and in the international fixtures, I lose some. I've I've only I've only I've only lost. Well, I'll tell you who doesn't lose is Team Victory. They can't. It's in their name. <laughs> So, ladies and gents, that is the end of uh, of today's podcast. Do let us know what you thought of uh, of the teams today, um, all the results on our social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, a huge thank you to uh, the incredible producer Paul for making us sound great, and of course to Alex Petrovic winning manager today uh, where can the where can the listeners find you Alex uh, it would be handy if my usernames were the same on all platforms but it's <laughs> on Twitter it's am at am underscore Petrovic and on Instagram it is apetrovic88 and thank you very much for having me no worries man you can catch Alex at a, uh, a live gig do, do check him out uh, and please as we said earlier do follow us uh, on your preferred uh, podcast provider and give us five star review if that's something you can do I uh, I love that uh, there are 88 other A. Petroviches you, you had to go well, 87 <laughs> others you, you, only the 88th one the other 87 were busy that's why we got Alex today for the podcast uh, thanks for joining us Alex um, listen next week we are doing another Euro special it is, it's, a, it's a big game next week I'd say mm. it's Scotland versus versus England with special guest Mark Nelson. I will be managing the England side, so prepare to hear a really shit team. Um, also, if you enjoyed the podcast, do tell people, tell everybody, because we'd love more people to listen. Uh, and if you run a business and want to sponsor a podcast, there's one right here that you can sponsor. Get in touch with us. We'll see you next week for the big match, England-Scotland. But for now, it's time for us to hit the showers. Marco, are you sure you are eligible for this Croatian team now? What are you talking about? Of course I'm not there. I'm the most Croatian man you've ever seen in your entire life.
come on. Let's go and talk about Croatia and have some lovely food. Uh, spaghetti meatball? Anyone? Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.